be joined by later by Blackpool fan Lee Charles um, so basically the format for tonight's show we will be talking about the Southampton defeat and also previewing the Blackpool game but before before that um, I want to hand over to Ken Stewart who has an announcement to make regarding the the, uh, the podcast yes good evening everybody uh, welcome to Scarborough Fans TV uh, podcast uh, I've just got a bit of an announcement to make uh, which is Good news for all of us, really. Um, we've struck a, a partnership deal with uh, the Sky Blue Tavern, where I am at the moment. I've come down here tonight to do the uh, recording with us. So, um, basically, uh, the deal is that we, we, we are going to uh, work in a partnership with the Sky Blue Tavern, um, which will involve uh, player interviews on match, you know, on non-match days and events here at the Tavern. Uh, in return, we will be advertising um, the Sky Blue Tavern logo, obviously, on our um, on our podcast and all their events, their coach trips uh, for the away games uh, as well will be advertised in a special segment, which we'll have on the uh, podcast uh, or future podcast from sort of next week. Uh, we'll also have some competitions, uh, some great competitions. Um, we've got one lined up already for the Reading game. Um which is two tickets to the Reading game, which is sold out. And uh, the Scarborough Tavern are going to throw in transport and breakfast and everything as a full batch package. So basically you'll get two tickets to the game and travel to and from Reading and your breakfast in the morning before you go. So it's a fantastic price to get us off, off and running with a partnership. Um, so that, that's going to, we're going to have a good question later on for that. Uh, and basically, that's how it's going to be. be. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good news all around, really. And uh, hopefully, um, bigger things for and better things for us all in the future. So, uh, eventually, we'll get um, players and interview them. And obviously, we'll try and get some cameras out and about as well so we can see, see the players. So, you know, we will be doing a bit of TV work here and there as well. So, it's, it's all good news. And hopefully, it'll be... Good, good news for the future for all of us. Yeah, thanks, Ken. That's yeah, it's it's really, really good news. And um, I just want to say personally on my on my behalf and also on the rest of the team, thank you for all your hard work with you know, getting the parts you agreed. It's uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. So thanks, Ken, for everything you've done. It's definitely exciting times for the podcast. Um, we're definitely you know moving in, in moving moving up. Um, Moving up to the levels, so it's got it's, it's a great thing. Um, Glenn, what's your what's your view? Yeah, I just want to say well done to Ken, and obviously it's great to have the tavern on board with us. Um, obviously we went to the tavern um, a few weeks ago before the QPR game, and we had a really enjoyable time there. Good food, good drink, um, really nice setup there. Really and um, really welcoming, great customer service. So it's really good that we've managed to get a partnership together with. Um, something that represents Coventry City so well and obviously on the back of the club announcing the partnership with her game too as well on Friday night um, it, it's really good um, and obviously the Tavern is holding an event for female fans led forum in connection with her game too 
And obviously, the next Sunday, we are hopefully having Eve Ralph from Her Game 2 joining us on the podcast to talk a bit more about Her Game 2 and also the um, partnership with Coventry City. So great news for Sky Blues Fans TV um, and obviously great news for the fans of Coventry City. And we would, as a team, we'd urge anyone to go and visit the tavern, um, either on a match day or in an evening during the week, as it's a really nice place to visit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just going to add a little thing there. It is a fantastic venue. Um, I'll, uh, can, I can, but there's not many people in it at the moment. But if you haven't been down here and you're a Coventry City fan, then you will be missing out because it's everything a Coventry City fan would would want. Uh, it's all sky blue orientated, if you like. I'm sitting in one of the little booths, booths at the moment. Um, if I just sort of turn the camera around, I can show you. Sort of uh, roughly, I've got a little TV there, and I'm just sort of. Um, in one of the booths at the moment. There's not many people in here at the moment on a Sunday night, as you can imagine. But basically, if you're a Sky Blues fan and you haven't been down here, then you need to get down here and um, visit the tavern because it's uh, everything that Sky Blue fans would want to would want to meet and, and want to be. You know, it's, uh, and I know our atmosphere on match days is fantastic as well. So And they do do a little shuttle bus as well. So uh, if you do need transport um, to the game and back, you can get uh, park up or get the bus or whatever, get the bus down here and get a little shuttle bus to from the game. So, uh, yeah, and they do good food as well because we've all sampled it, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, no, it's good, it's good for It's also affordable price as well. Um, so it's it, it's a very, very good place to visit. Um, also for away visits, they do, as Ken just said, they do provide a shuttle service. But also on top of that, they also provide sort of breakfast as well. Um, so uh, I don't know, do we know the costings of that, Ken, for that? Um, you know, if, if a fan wanted to travel away by the tavern, do you know roughly how much that would cost? Yeah, roughly about twenty. I think well, it's twenty. I think it's twenty quid or twenty-two pounds. The Reading game uh, on Saturday, which is a sellout, so roughly around twenty pounds. I think I think you get a pint and, and and a breakfast as well thrown in on that. So it's a good deal overall. So it's well worth it. And that's and that's and that's twenty. Is that for a return? Just to double check, just to confirm for those who would listen, who might ask that question. For an away game, yes, return for, yeah. for game, it, yeah, that's a return price. Yeah, that yeah. pick up tavern and, and drop you back here. So yes. yeah, it's fantastic value, really. And you get a pot and uh, I say uh, a breakfast as well if it's uh, an early start. Excellent stuff. So anyone who um, anyone's interested in going to the Reading game or who is already going to the Reading game will purchase their ticket. Definitely consider travelling uh, by the tavern. It's um, very good deal um, with food and. Uh, Cheap travel probably it probably costs less than um, you know going by car in terms of petrol, so it's it's, it's um, definitely affordable. So you know that's it's great news overall. Very very delighted to hear about that, and um, you know, we're moving on upwards. So really good news. Um, let's just move on now to Saturday's game against Blackpool. Oh, Blackpool uh, Southampton. We'll go to Blackpool later. That's uh, my first mishap of the night. Um, we'll talk about Southampton now. Um, we'll start with you, Glenn. You was at the game yesterday. Um, overall, obviously got knocked out, but a performance to be proud of. Um, what's your overall overriding thoughts from yesterday's game? If, if only. <laughs> that's, yeah, the, that's the two words that come to mind. Um, really, really impressed with the lads. I think you ha- you'd find it very hard to criticise any one of the players that put on the shirt. I, I know there's been a bit of a backlash against Waggord, but arguably that's the best I've seen him play for us. He got on the end of numerous chances and on another day he probably could have got 
a couple of goals. I thought Josh Eccles was absolutely superb. I thought Ben Sheaf, the guy gets better and better and better. He was he was just brilliant. The the pass for Jokerez's goal is absolutely sublime. He doesn't even have to break his break his stride. The finishes Zlatan would be proud of that. It was world class finish. Um and then we just had that spell where we probably Matson's had one just fired wide. Yeah, but it, I think it really it really worked well. We 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 tested them to limit. I think a Saints fan summed it up best that they had to bring on the big hitters and needed a world class goal and a deflection and a world class performance by their goalkeeper to beat us. So very proud of it. If you're going to lose, lose that way. I think we've come on leaps and bounds when you look at, I can't remember how many years ago when we played Brighton as a League Two club and we were pretty much outclassed. Um, and then we obviously went to Watford the following year and we were pretty much outclassed. We weren't outclassed yesterday. We were, you could make an argument, we were the better side um, and just didn't have the rub of the green or the bit of the look. I thought um, from what I saw of it, I thought first half we were the better team. I thought we played really well, played some really good football. Um, second half, Southampton, I would say, had a lot of the play territorially. They had a lot of possession, but they didn't. Up until that goal, they didn't really create any clear-cut chances. I don't remember Simon Moore really having to make a good save from anything apart from the goal. Um, so yeah, it was. Overall decent performance. Um, I'm just going to ask to bring Ken back in. How very great performance, as we, we all agree on that. How disappointed were you that you know we didn't take one of them chances to make it two 0 Do you feel that was that was a, a real disappointment for you, or was it just one of those things? It was. It was disappointing. It's frustrating because I think we had at least four good opportunities, didn't we? Um, as well as the goal we scored, you know, Wagon's header, uh, and then we had them chances right at the end. Uh, Matterson has shot wide, then on another day, you know, a couple more inches that could have gone inside, inside the post um, from his shot. So we good opportunities against a Premier League side, and I can't really recall they have been many two opportunities, really many good chances to be to be fair. They have plenty, some of the play, but to, they didn't really create uh, any goal opportunities like we did. To be fair, I mean, their, their, their goal they did score it was a great strike. To be fair, to make it one-one. Uh, and, and the and the winner, if you like, uh, in, in extra time was a bit of a deflected goal, wasn't it? So we're a bit unfortunate with that. Um, I just thought we deserved we deserved um, more than we got out of the game, to be fair, because we deserved at least penalties, I thought, uh, if not more. Uh, and even their manager at the end, you know, did admit that uh, his team won, but um, they played a very, very good side and they, they had to make a load of changes uh, later in the game to try and... Um, bring all the big boys on, if you like, and to try and uh, make sure they got over the line. Yeah, um, probably going back in. Yeah, I just think the biggest frustration was how we played after they scored, after Walker Peters scored, was probably how we should have played a bit earlier in extra time. We kind of just didn't keep Cozy Pole to the ball. We dropped too deep. Victor was dropping way, way too deep. We just didn't get an out ball as such but when we really got the ball and had a go at them I say we had three good chances three or four good chances late yeah. on and I don't know I still think I don't know whether Kane's shot's going in I think it might have because he's kind of skimmed it across the 
the pitch. He studied it. And but then you don't know if Waggon doesn't touch it, does he get flagged offside because he's in the goalkeeper's line? But yeah, yeah you, you it's but, already of, uh, yeah. hard to say whether he was going to get there or not. Yeah. I think I, I can understand why he went for it. I think the, the galling one is the, the first one he has where he hits it straight down the keeper's throat when Caballero has it. And then he had the one earlier where he first touch, he's come on the back pass and he's tried to stick it through Caballero's legs and it's come it's come off him. But there was a couple of other opportunities where, where we've broke and rather than drive at the box, we've kind of just held the play up. And I just think we just need to be a bit more, a bit more braver on it. Um, but no, we were... Even like Shipley came on, played left wing back. He was up against Liveramento for most of the game. And then Will Prowse went right wing back. Shipley did well. You cannot fault any of the players for that effort. And like I said, they hardly, I nearly said before Armstrong scored, they're going to need something special to, to score. And he's never going to hit a better goal than that. And if he hits that anywhere on the pitch, it's going in. So you can say, oh, maybe someone should have closed him down. Simon Moore shouldn't be beat out from out that. You could stick any goalkeeper some of the best goalkeepers in the world, they're not getting to that. It's a once in a lifetime hit. I think I think even two goalkeepers wouldn't have saved that. It was it was just I mean when, I, when you see the replay of it and the mouth that ball swerves in the air, um it was just as soon as the ball left his foot, it was in. And it's one of those goals that you can't you can't really criticise the defending or anything like that. It's you just have to accept sometimes it was a great goal, and and that was. You know, there's no there's no arguments from me on that. Where I'm slightly critical, I'd say, is the second goal, in my opinion. If you listen to Robbins' interview, I think it was a bit critical of Kane, because I felt what he should have done better for me was try to get Walker Peters onto his left foot, try and force him towards the corner flag or towards the byline. He lets him get you know get inside of him, and then he and then he then he sees a gap. It's almost similar to the goal the QPR scored against us. Um, at the CBS, um, I think it was um, Andre Gray. You know, the similar yeah. sort of goal where he's, he's, he's hitting it across more onto his sort of left left hand side, and and it's gone in the far corner. And I just feel a little bit. I mean, I guess I guess you have to you have to excuse maybe a bit of tiredness, concentration. Um, it's you know it's it's, it's you know real extra time. So I can you can sort of forgive the players for that. Um, but. Again, it's another game we're creating so many chances, and I think I think I'd be more worried if we're not creating chances. I think that's the one thing I will say. You know, it's another game. It could it's a kind of a what might have been, what if type of game. But I, I'd I'd say overall, there's a lot of, there's a lot more positives and negatives to take from this game. I also thought Michael Rose had a very good game at the back as well, and um, I think we'll, you know we'll talk about the Blackpool preview game later. But you know, I think he's really staked his claim for a place on, on you know Tuesday night because obviously there's. Kyle McFadden, who I guess may have been rested for, um, possibly for the Blackpool game. So, you know, it's interesting. It, it, it's, it's, there's a lot more, there's a lot of positives you can take out of that game. Um, I'll bring Ken back in and then Glenn after. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. And you can't, you can't really um, dispute that we played really well. I mean, the performance, the result wasn't the right, but the performance was fantastic. And Robbins was correct at the end of the Said, you know, he's probably the best, one of the best performances he's had since he's been back at the club. So um, performance-wise, it was fantastic. We just probably needed a little bit of luck as well, things to go our way. We didn't get that many decisions from the referee, to be honest. Uh, and VAR, if you like, our first experience with VAR didn't really, um, uh, wasn't any really controversial incidents. Was a 
because uh, the goal right at the end was offside, as we could all see, and the flag went up, so it didn't really have to didn't really have to go to to uh, VAR, unfortunately. But but yeah, can't fault the performance. Players were fantastic, and if they carry on playing like that for the rest of the season, I don't see any reason why we um, can't get up amongst the playoff positions. Yeah, Greg, would you con- concur with that? Yeah, I was just looking back, it had a bit of a feel to the Blues FA Cup tie, where obviously we kind of got done twice with, I'm going to say three goals, because they were three, they were the three goal that Bella scored, um, like on the cross that's mishit, goes in. Um, and then I looked at that, the eight games after that, we won seven, drew one. Now, if you look at our winning games now, we've got potential to do something similar. If we do something like that, we're still going to be in the mix for the for the playoffs. And I just don't want the season to kind of peter out, so to speak. It'd be disappointing if we if we let it go. And I think we maybe need to look with one eye on next season now. And I think like Michael Rose was really good. I think he has to stay in the team. If he's fit, he stays in the team. I think Clark Salter was superb. I think there's obviously a little bit of a doubt because he was kind of holding his hamstring, I think, towards the end of the game. But I thought Hyam was superb. He obviously got involved in the goal. I thought Eccles, as I said earlier, is brilliant. I think Eccles, long-term in centre midfield, if when Hamer goes on, is someone I want to see alongside Ben Sheaf. Or even yeah. if Sheaf goes, I think Eccles is he's a goal threat. You saw, you saw that again to yesterday. He had a good shot. Um, I thought Bidwell was really good. And we just looked really on it. And Victor Jokerez, I think Southampton... We'll probably keep an eye on him now come the summer. And I think there'll be a few premiership teams will look at how well a lot of our lads played yesterday and they'll, they'll have them lined up for bids in the summer. But yeah, I think it was really, really positive. I'll say, if you're going to lose, 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 lose in that way because we went, we went out and we had to go. We didn't, we didn't just sit and try and contain Southampton. We went and had to go on. So yeah. it's, it, Positive moving forward. Yeah, I thought I thought the player for me that stood out was Ben Sheaf. I think overall, but what I like about Ben Sheaf this season is he's he, his tackling his tackling is is really good. He, you know, he breaks up play. He does he does the dirty job very very well. He just breaks up attacks. You know, wins his tackles. And I think I think he, got, he, did, he did get cautioned yesterday actually, but overall his tackling is very good. But also his passing is good. He, you know, he starts the attacks well. He, he picks the right pass. And I think we were all. Certainly, I was a little bit critical of him last season, where I felt um, sometimes he's, he's a little bit lazy um, with his passing, where he maybe lose a little bit of concentration. But overall, he's been absolutely outstanding this season. He's probably been by far our most improved player this season. But Michael Rose is very solid at the back, and I think there's a slight, possibly a concern with Clark Salter with with his hamstring. But you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. But so I think that the positives far outweigh the negatives. Um, it's just a shame we couldn't uh, win the game. But having said that, if we'd have won that game, it would have made more of a detrimental effect on the league season because we got so many fixtures to play. I think it was it got nine? Is it nineteen we got to play? I think left. So you know, like that. Of, yeah, a lot of football's be played. You know, between now and the end of the season. So um, let's um, let's let's look at the. Uh, preview the Blackpool game from a Coventry point of view, uh, bring Ken back in. What what changes do you think Mark Robbins might wait might make for this game from 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 our point of view? 
Um, I think obviously it took a lot out of the players going into extra time. It's not what I don't think it's any what either team wanted really because we both got midweek games. Um, but saying that, you know, we we rested a couple. You know, Faz was on the bench, so uh, he'll, I wouldn't. I'd expect him to come back. Uh, maybe for Clark Salto, who sort of was hopping a little bit at the end with a, an injury, I think. So that might be one change. Uh, Hamer obviously was substituted. Uh, O'Hare got substituted as well. So, you know, they, they didn't really um, play the whole match. So maybe, you know, they'll, they'll be fresh, hopefully, for, or a lot fresher, should we say, than the others for Tuesday night. But um, look, it's, it's going it's to be, we're going to have a lot of midweek games now from now to the end of the season, I think. Most midweeks we're playing, I think, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, or Saturday, Wednesday, whatever it is. So the players have got to be up for it. And um, I think he'll um, I think he'll definitely bring Faz back in. Um, and then obviously, Hamer and O'Hare should be OK to start. Um, whether he makes any more changes, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe Todd Kane will start as well. Because he came on, didn't he? So you might find him starting. So it'll be interesting to see. But there'll probably be a couple of changes, but... I don't see any wholesale changes. Um, so I think it's good for the players, especially like Jody Jones, who, who hasn't had much game time throughout the season to get a, a bit of a run out, which he did in extra time. So, um, you know, that's all good. That'll be all good for him. And we'll need him because we'll have a lot of matches coming up. So we'll probably use him a lot more than we have been doing. So I don't see wholesale, wholesale changes, but I do see maybe a couple like the fans coming back and, and maybe Todd Kane starting. So, um, but I expected if we play like that, I expect us to beat Blackpool, even though they're on good form. But I expect to beat anybody at home, to be honest, because I think we're uh, uh, fantastic at home. And we have been all season, or most of the season. There's only been a couple of matches where we've let ourselves down. So, um, but if we certainly play anything like we did on Saturday, then I, I think we'll beat three points against Blackpool, no problem. Yeah, uh, Glenn, Glenn back in. Yeah, I, I think we just go our strongest team. I think that's what we have to do. We have to pick the strongest team from who's available. I don't think we mess about with resting people. Um, it's your best team that we've got. Um, I think we'll probably stick with the box. There is an argument I would maybe go Waghorn and Victor and just kind of take a bit of the workload off Victor um, on it. I would say there's a question mark, obviously, Hamer, he took a blow on his foot again. I'm not sure whether that's the foot that he had problems with earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if so, I think I'll be tempted to give Eccles a go alongside Sheaf in midfield. I think yeah. I think they've got lads in the slot. If Bidwell isn't up to it, then obviously it's a dilemma what you do with Matson. I think the, problem, the thing is, if we, if we swap Eccles out for Kane and you swap Matson for Bidwell, it's not like you're dramatically weakening the team on it. So it, it it's um it'll be some interesting decisions to make. Uh, but they'll say they are they're a weird side, they're in good form, but their away form isn't great. And so they, they, they will cause us problems. I mean they've took four points off Fulham this year, Blackpool. So they're no mugs, but they they do drop points against some teams. Um and yeah, they're They'll be interesting. Obviously, they've got quite a few ex-Sky Blues in the team. They've got Grant Ward, who was on loan at us. They've got uh, Richard Keogh, who was obviously our player of the year. Uh, they've got uh, Gary Medine and obviously Dujon Sterling on loan from Chelsea. So it'll be interesting. You could have a Dujon Sterling up against uh, Matson 
battle, which could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think the other player I was impressed with in the previous game at Blackpool was uh, Josh Bowler. I thought on the right-hand side, I thought he he's a good player. He's got a lot of pace. And I think he'll be potentially a, a difficult player for us. Um, I think he'd be a, he's, he's, he's a big player for them as well. Um, so I'd be interested to see how he goes. But yeah, they're in, you know, last six games, they've, they've, they've done reasonably well, to be fair. I think their last defeat in the league was against Borough, um, sort of end of end of December. So they've, so far in the league, they haven't um, they haven't been defeated in, in 2022. But um, I think, Ken, it's the sort of game we've got, you know, we've got any aspirations of players, we have to take the three points. I mean, my only slight question is, Will 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 the fact we've played at you know extra time for the Southampton game with the tiredness? Do you think tiredness could be a factor with us potentially? Possibly, possibly. That's why I think he might make a couple of changes. But look, they're going to have we're going to be used to playing um, midweek now because I say from now to the end of the season we're going to have a lot of midweek games. We've got a couple of games to catch up on, haven't we? So um, yeah, I mean, I, what I will say, what I was going to say. Ben Chief was outstanding for me on Saturday. He took a lot of stick um, throughout the season, but I thought he was outstanding, along with Eccles. That's Eccles played well as well. I mean, and they all play well, but Ben Chief, especially for me, was man of the match. And he he's come on leaps and bounds over the last few games. Um, and he, I can see him obviously as a long-term replacement uh, for Liam Kelly. So I think that's the plan. Um, and I think uh, long may it continue. But yeah. I just think um, I think we we're a better team than Blackpool, personally. So I don't see any reason why we they've got some good players. They're, they're doing okay, but as, as Glenn said, the away their away form ain't great, and our home forward home form is very good. You know we've lost a couple, but uh, in general we've been playing quite well at home. So I'll take us to win on on Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, Glenn from Blackpool Blackpool perspective. Who who do you feel can cause us problems the way you, the way you see it? From I, I, I thought the game at Blackpool, the player who was really really good was Shane Lavery, but obviously he missed quite a few chances for for them. Uh, the lad they signed from Irish football, I think, from Linfield. Um, the scorers at the weekend were Josh Bowler, who obviously has been quite um. In the pay in the news about interest from Nottingham Forest and obviously rumoured interest from Fulham, Bournemouth, etc. So he scored on Saturday. Um, CJ Hamilton, um, who came back in, um, scored, and obviously Gar- former Sky Blue Gary Medine scored. Uh, they played a 4-4-2 system, but they have been playing 3-5-2. Uh, Dujon Sterling has been playing as their right wing back. Uh, or right-sided, um, right-sided, well, right-sided defender, or in the back three, or sometimes he's been playing right back. So uh, the other player to watch out for is the goalkeeper uh, Daniel Grimshaw, who's been getting the uh, wave of views because their number one Chris Maxwell has uh, been out injured, um, and they also have Stuart Moore, who is Simon Moore's brother, who's the backup goalkeeper. So uh, that'll be uh, an interesting. Uh, we could have more against Moore. Yeah, they've been they've been on really good form. Like I say, they took four points off Blackpool. Uh, they obviously um, drew with West Brom earlier in the season. Drew with QPR. Won at Sheffield United. Beat Blackburn. So yeah, won at Borough. So they're no mugs. Um, they've definitely got um, 
potential in them. Um, they've just it's just obviously um, whether we can capitalise on their potential weakness at the back. They're not particularly good at keeping clean sheets, especially away from home. So I think there'll be goals when we uh, the normally is when we play them. They're not normally dull games when we play Blackpool. Yeah, I guess the only the only option I probably would say is it'd be interesting to see as you kind of alluded to earlier, which players are potentially injured from the Southampton game, because I think for me, I would I'd keep the same back three if, if all fit, but if not, probably bring McFadden back in. Um, I am suspecting that Clark Salton may not be fit, so I would personally would move uh, maybe Rose to the left side and, and bring Fads to the centre and Hyam on the right side. Um but it's an interesting dynamic with Eccles and, and the Kane one. I, I think it's, it's just, I think one of the, one of the positives I, I can see, I think is good, is good competition of places. I think the only slight concern is, is, the, is the strike situation is, you know, can Big Vic play, you know, another 90 minutes on his own up front? I think, I guess, I just feel like for me, he just needs a bit more support. I don't know if, if you agree with that, Ken, do you feel Big Big Vic needs a bit more support? Yeah, definitely at home. I've got a funny feeling he might play two up front, actually, uh, on Tuesday, because we're at home and he tends to go with a two, doesn't he, when we're at home? He, he, he normally plays one up front when we're away from home, so I think he will go two myself. Because, um, you know, at times he did, he's a little bit isolated. I just do, you're right, I do think he needs a little bit more support. So, um, yeah, I would expect him to go two up front on Tuesday night. Uh, with Wagon playing, I mean, I don't, not sure how far Godden's away. I don't think he's that a million miles away of being fit, but I don't think he's going to be ready for Tuesday. He might be ready, might be okay for Saturday against Reading. I don't know, but uh, it's a bit too soon for him to come in against um, Blackpool on Tuesday. So you might see Big Vic and uh, and Waggers up front on Tuesday night. Um, so it might be a little bit of a shift in uh, formation. Yeah, uh, Glenn want to bring back him. Yeah, well, I I just think we've got to we've got to have a go. I can see the logic of bringing Faz back in, especially if Clark Salt was not fit. He he'll do well against Gary Medine in an aerial battle. Is that sort of sort of good battle against um, against him? Um, obviously, the concern is Bolt Bowler potentially. Obviously, he's good at cutting in, so we've got to be streetwise at that and not get exploited as we have in other other games. Uh, I think obviously if he does pick Waggon to play up front with um, Vic, then he's got to have Tavares on the bench. We can't go into the game without with with one striker on the bench. We've got to have two strikers on the bench for the rest of the season, and we've got we've got to be a bit braver. And if it means we maybe leave a defender out, we do that. And it might mean we have to leave a Liam Kelly out of the squad, and we go with Lock and Eccles. But I think we've got a we've got a kind of play now with one eye one eye towards next season but we've also got to try and win every every game but I think we've we've got a kind of look a bit long long-term strategy on it as well who's going to be around next season and and who, who's going to be the better options for us because I don't see the point of playing Shipley if we're not gonna keep him past the summer you know what I mean or ahead of giving Eccles game time and like I say I Shame we never got to see Tavares on Saturday because I think his pace would have caused him some problems. But we were never gonna, uh, we never really had the option to stick him on because of obviously the other subs that we had to had to make. 
Yeah, I, I just think this is a game. You know, we, we need to win. I look at the next few games now. Uh, Reading uh, away. I think it's Barnsley at home. Um, the following game, and I think you've got to target a minimum of seven points from those three games, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, obviously since you know quite a few of the teams have overtaken us, have played a couple of extra games or one extra game. I think Luton. Um, I think I think there's one other team I, I can't remember, but I think we're around about halfway in the league now. So, you know, there's still there's still opportunities, and I I, I kind of agree with you. See, I, I agree with what you say, Glenn. I think it's it's kind of one eye on you know, next season, but I, I, at the moment, you know, we're still we're still in a decent position um, in terms of against the playoffs, and we shouldn't really give up hope. Um, I just want to see. I'd like to see us score at least a couple of goals. Um, I think. My my main concern about Tuesday is the tiredness factor, because they put a heck of a lot of effort into that game against Southampton, um, and they're going to need to be on it again on Tuesday. It's against, you know, a Blackpool side. I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll feel they've had a pretty good season, their first season in the Championship, and um, they've done really really well. So it's going to be a tough game. Um, Glenn, we'll bring you back in. I just think we're going to stuff someone in the next eight games. We're going to hammer somebody. We can't keep creating the amount of chances we are, and the ball and the ball and the goal. The goal's not coming. You just, it's just, it's just not going to happen. And the, the thing is, a lot of the chances we're having, we are hitting the target with a good portion of them. It, it, it's not like we we we're hitting them miles wide um, on it. So um, we. Like I said, we we just seem to be fitter than a lot of sides, um, and I just think there is posit- there's a lot of positives around the club at the moment, and I think we we just I just hate for the season to peter out. I'd hate for us to uh, to go and the season to be an if only season. That that would be the worst thing that we'd we'd come across um, when you just look back at it and go, oh, if only we hadn't lost at home to West Brom, if only we we'd took that chance away at Huddersfield where we should have done. And and that that's the thing that annoys you uh, as a football fan. You, you've got to just, no, no regrets. Go, go and have a go on, on Tuesday night. If we get beat, we get beat. But have a go every single game and try and win it. And, yeah. and pick the best team to win the game, not the best team to counter the opposition. Pick the best team to win the game. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's, I think we've got to go, we've got to go at Blackpool. Um, and, um, you know, just just keep playing the way we're playing. Really, no different. We just, as you say, I think the luck has to change. I mean, there's been so many games this season where we've we've played some really good football, but just not been taking them chances. And as you've alluded to, there's been a lot of games where that's happened this season. I won't bore you with all the games, but there's been too many for me. Although we've had, we've had some 90th minute winners as well to kind of compensate a little bit for that. But um, let's go to predictions. Uh, Ken, uh, what's your overall view? How do you think the game's going to go? Uh, I think we'll win. Um, I think they're probably going to win by a couple of goals as well. I mean, Blackpool good side, so they're not they're not no pushovers by any means. But as I say, one of these days, um, all the chances we create, they're all going to go in. Um, so somebody's going to get a bit of a hammer in eventually. Um, but I'm going to go for three-one victory for Cos. So three-one for me. Yeah, and uh, Glenn. I'm going to go three now. Yeah. Hat trick three one, or do you think it'll just be? Do you think it's going to score? 
Uh, I've got a feeling Wagon was. I feel got a feeling Wagon's going to score. Yeah, I just can see it after after Saturday and what went on. I just think he, he's bound to score on Tuesday night. I can just see it a, a mile off. Um, so yeah, I think that Wagon will get one. I, I think Eccles might break his duck for us as well. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go two one to, to us. I think we're going to win, um, but won't surprise me if we're hanging on a little bit at the end. But I think I think we should. I guess my only slight concern is the tiredness factor, but we'll see what happens. But I think we're, we're, we're good enough to beat Blackpool. Uh, as I say, Blackpool have done well, but I think they're due a defeat. And I think I think you're right to the point. I think we are due to, you know, to, to win the game well. Um, I actually think Reading is a game we could win well, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, I just take any win at the moment. You know, let's just let's, let's see what we can do this season. Um, I mean, looking ahead, April looks a very, very tough round of fixtures. We're playing teams around the top, West Brom, Blackburn, Bournemouth, etc. So these are the games, you know, the teams around around us in the league, you've got to, you've got to get three points and, 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 more, and more importantly at home. But I think we'll win. I'm going to go, I'm going to go for 2-1. Um, I'm going to say Victor and... Um, I'm going to say Waghorn, but again, it just depends on who's going to start. It's, 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 it's an interesting one, but um, I think, you know, whoever starts, I'm, I'm, I'm confident we can win. Um, lastly, we're going to bring Ken back in um, with details of the competition question. Yes, um, we've got a great competition lined up um, to celebrate our partnership with uh, Sky Blue Tavern, where I am at the moment. Um, and basically, what, what the competition is, I'll turn the camera around. And you can see um, there, I've got a little mug here, Sky Blue mug, with um, two tickets in for the Reading game. Which is a sellout, so uh, that's our prize. Two tickets, and you can even add the mug as well. I'll throw the mug in with you, so you can have a mug. Uh, also, you get transport. Uh, the tavern of providing the transport to and from Reading, so it won't cost you a penny. You can get there and back, and you can come and have your breakfast here and have a pint if you want before the coaches leave. Um, that's the prize we've got on offer. So it's a complete package for a Scarborough fan who can't get hold of a ticket for Reading. You've got two here, two tickets, um, and travel to and from Reading. And all we want to know, the question is, which former Sky Blues and Reading player is now a jockey? So there you go, nice easy question for you. Quite a few people know that answer. Uh, I'll repeat it again. So which former Sky Blues player and Reading player is now a jockey? So please, answers uh, on a normal format at all our platforms. If you can uh, email us the answer or tweet us the answer and we'll put all the names in a hat and then we'll do a draw. We'll do the draw probably on, th- on Thursdays. Um, Thursday's going to be the cut-off. So we say Thursday, 7 o'clock cut-off. Um, and then we're going to do the draw on Thursday evening. So you'll know who's the winner on Thursday evening of these two tickets and travel package. From the Sky Blue Tavern, so uh, I'm probably going to come down here and do it, do the draw, uh, do the draw live. So um, th- the question again: Which former and Reading, which former Coventry City and Reading player is now a jockey? That's what we want to know. Names you can tweet, you can um, go on Facebook or Instagram, emailers, all formats. Um, we'll put all the names together and we'll draw it out on Thursday evening. So it's going to be a great prize for some lucky Sky Blues fan. There you go, Mark. 
thanks thanks very much ken um is that just to, just to uh, clarify is that two adult tickets just for those who might be two calling? adult tickets two adult tickets so yeah, yeah. two adults so yeah. uh, it doesn't matter if you, you want to take your lad or it's a kid but they're two adult tickets so they're two full price tickets um i say you get trouble with that as well and yeah. we even give you a free sky blue fans tv mug as well how about that can't be fantastic no you can't <laughs> be that absolutely um yeah just for those for those taking part, if you direct, if you send us a DM on on um, any of our social media channels, on Twitter, on Instagram, or Facebook, with the answer, um, we will um, obviously we'll we will make sure that uh, you you will reply to your message to you know assuming the answer is correct, and we'll enter into the prize draw. And as Ken said, he'll he'll draw out the winner or the winners. Shall I say as it's two tickets? And um, that wraps up tonight's show. Thank you once again to regulars Ken Stewart and Glenn Watkin for your contributions. Uh, we will be um, talking about uh, hopefully a victory against Blackpool on Thursday's podcast. Uh, we'll be previewing the Reading uh, game on Saturday. We hope to have um, a Reading, Reading supporter on to uh, give us the lowdown on Reading. Um, Sunday next week, we'll be looking to um, have Eve Ralph uh, from her game two movement um, onto the show to talk about her game two and obviously the recent news that Conversity have um, partnered with her going to so there's lots of uh, exciting podcasts uh, coming up so stay tuned for that thanks thanks once again for listening play up sky blues and we'll talk to you soon good night cheers good night <laughs>